Hello everyone and happy 2020! What a great year for a great year. I'm so excited to be back in the podcast game and we have a great special guest to kick off this new year, Retha Nicole. Retha is a business coach, life coach, and speaker based in Birmingham, Alabama. And y'all, she might just light a fire under you today to get up and get after what you really want in life. That's so important. We are all made for great things, and Retha really gives some clear vision on how to get there. I'm getting excited just thinking about the interview. We talk about achieving goals both in business and in life, and she tells us common misconceptions that people face, which um, the first thing she said, I was like, what's wrong with that? That sounds great. That sounds like how I operate. So I definitely got some much needed perspective. We also talk about things like making friends as an adult, which is hard. The importance of scheduling time for rest, which I'm also not the best at. And how we can come to God messy just as we are. Thank goodness. There is so much packed into this episode, but I'm going to stop talking so that you can hear Aretha. Here we go. Retha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm excited to talk with you. I've been following you for some time, and um, I thought this would be a perfect way to start the first episode in January, you know? (laughs) Because I feel like even though it's not the beginning of January, I feel like for me, I'm finally getting into the rhythm of, okay, what if my goals are realistic? What's the real life rhythm? You know, and so since you're a business coach and life coach and speaker, I felt like this was just a great time for you to come and share some wisdom with us um, (laughs) at the beginning of 2020. So, yay, I'm pretty excited. I think, you know, the way that um, the holidays line up, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really feel like you are done until today. Like, we're recording this. Um, on the 20th. So like around the 15th um, through the 20th is when you really feel like back to normal per se, right? Yes, I completely agree. It's like how they say you need a vacation from vacation, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's like tumbling off of the holidays. It still just takes a minute to get to get into a rhythm. It does. Yeah. And I have to tell you, um, so when you agreed to come on the show, I Like I said, I'd been following you, but like any good researcher, good podcaster does, you know, I want (laughs) to make sure I do my research and know what's up. But I saw one thing you posted and I was like, oh, she is my kind of girl. Like, this is great. Um, You did the one day hour by hour challenge from Laura Tremaine. Oh, from Laura Tremaine. Yes, which I love her. Love her podcast, 10 Things to Tell You. But as I was watching that, I saw for breakfast you had peanut butter toast with sliced bananas. And that is what I eat I literally every day. Like that Ugh. very specific, the same way you did it. I cannot tell you how excited I got over your peanut <laughs> butter banana toast. So <laughs> it's such a I'm great trying, breakfast. <laughs> I am trying so hard to get my boys to try it because it is so good. The peanut butter, um, like that one little toast. It's so filling, yes. I think, because of the peanut butter and because of the banana. And then because of the bread, I'm just like, if y'all would just try it one time. Oh, it's so, and it's warm. It's you know, you have so good. peanut butter. Yep, because I put you... mine on right when it comes out yes. of the toaster. Yes. Uh, now, are you crunchy or creamy? I'm creamy. Okay. 
And then I um, drizzle a little honey on Mm. mine as well. That so sounds good. good. That sounds really so good. good. I am crunchy, but um, but I love creamy too. Um, peanut butter is like you know if you put me on an island and I had to pick one food, peanut butter. <laughs> so I have one kid that does not eat peanut butter at all. <gasps> oh, you're kidding! I can't even believe it. <laughs> you're like, what's what's wrong with you? <laughs> I can't even. I don't even know. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, okay. Speaking of your kids, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your family and. Who you are, okay. what y'all do. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm a mom of three boys. I always wanted a girl. Like, Aww. always wanted a girl. I'm not a girl mom, though. Listen, I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm very honest with myself. I do not know how to do hair. I know nothing about fashion. And um, and so I am totally a boy mom. <laughs> um, and I'm pretty hard. I'm a type A. I'm pretty, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty hard. <laughs> Most of my <laughs> clients would say I'm pretty hard. So a girl probably, I know God always knows. So he was right. Yes. Um, he does. And um, so I'm a mom with three boys. I am married to um, who on the internet we affectionately call the mister, although he'll never know because he's not on <laughs> any um, social media at all. I mean, he's not even like nothing on the internet he's off about the grid. him, but <laughs> he is totally off the grid and he likes it like that. <laughs> and, uh, my boys are 15, 13 and seven. So we are in, um, teenage world. Oh boy. And, um, and it provides for a lot of walk me through that. That is one thing that I say all the time. Um, people that follow me know that I say, so walk me through that. Like, yes. I just really want to understand how your brain thought that was a good idea. Um, <laughs> and I am a um, business and life coach. I'm certified in business and life. And I did that because I love business um, and everything about it. And um, my dream is to help people realize um, their dreams for their life. And so what I've learned over the years is that if their life is a mess, then their business tends to be a mess and they can't really function properly. Ah. And so that is the reason that I did that. And, and I love it. Um, I love what I do and, um, that's what I do every day. Um, I don't do anything on Mondays and Fridays. Um, I don't see any clients on Mondays and Fridays, but, um, during the week I'm pretty packed in with seeing clients and, um, and then some days I do, like let people in and see a little glimpse of someone's session is usually when I'm fussing at them and I want <laughs> to put them on the internet um, to show people that it's not really easy. And the purpose of me doing that and all of my clients know is to show other people that everybody goes through these mistakes, 10,000 follower people, big influencers. Um, I have some um, athlete clients, everybody makes almost the same mistakes. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) What would you say is one of the biggest mistakes that you see with new clients who are trying to start a business or grow their business in a new way? What are like the common themes? Um, More than likely the common theme is um, I got to do it all. I got to do it all and I got to do it all today. I got to do it all and I got to do it all that today. That sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is, that's the most common thing is that I got to do all of this and I've got to do it all today. And I probably should just do it myself because I know better than anyone how I want this done. 
and yeah. how I like it. And so, yeah, I'm just, that's, that's what, what I'm going to do. What's, I'm just gonna what's do it wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that, um, or the, the first reason that that happens is because um, financials, right? So financially, it is much easier to pay you, right? Yes. <laughs> because you could pay you in Chick-fil-A, you could pay you in lack of sleep, you could pay you in working out of your home. I mean, there's so many ways to pay yourself. So yes. that's really it. And so because of the finances, you get into the habit of doing everything yourself and you don't plan to bring anyone in, whether it's virtually, part-time, full-time, sweat equity, barter, none of those seem like viable options to you because you've been doing it yourself for so long and you're on that track and, you know, you know best and you're better. And so that's really the main thing that is the common thread for everyone because by the time you want to stop doing that, it's a habit. And right. it's a habit that now has to be broken. Mm. Yes. You know, that's interesting because I, I would have thought that maybe a mistake would be uh, spending too much on things or reckless use of your resources rather than having a tight fist on the resources and saying, no, no, I'm going to grit down and do it all myself, you know? Yeah, I think that that depends on the personality because there sure. are some personality types that are not even having it. Like they are just, they're not reckless at all um, because that's not who they are as a person. But in general, most people, you know, what the common thread that I'm telling you about really goes through all personality types because sure. there are some people who really um, in the beginning did want help but they didn't plan for it. And so because they didn't plan for it, then they are running through doing it themselves and then it becomes a habit. Yes. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And one thing that you talk about a lot is the importance of community within business, you know, having a support system, but also just within life. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? And why is that such a hard thing for us to admit and to accept that we need other people? Um, because somewhere along the way, <laughs> life happened and, um, and we were hurt by that life. So whether it's in friendships or in um, an intimate relationship, um, life happened. And so uh, community just didn't, wasn't your friend, right? Mm -hmm. Or somewhere along the way, you moved to a new city and their community didn't feel and look like your last community. So it's taking you a lot longer. And um, now you're here in this new place and no one is clamoring to be your friend and you've never had to put yourself out there in friendship. And now you're an adult and you don't know how to do that or somewhere along the way. Um, you had all these kids and they became your community. <laughs> and <laughs> now, you know, you are looking around and all of your friend conversations are happening via text and you look up and you haven't had a girlfriend date or even a date with your spouse or partner in a long time. And you're just looking like, where is community? And you don't know how to jump back in there and get it, right? Yes, so yeah. that's really it is that, um, community didn't used to be a thing because 
you were in it and you didn't have to name it because you did it every day. You knew your neighbor and your neighbor knew you and you spent time together and your kids played together. And if she didn't have, if you were missing an egg for your cornbread, you just run right next door, send a kid next door to get it. And over time that slowly went away. And it's for all the reasons I gave, right? Either life happened and you secluded yourself and now you want to get back out there and it's tougher or you moved and you didn't know anyone and no one was banging on your door with the pound cake saying, welcome to the neighborhood. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, I think, I mean, this rings true to me because I did. So I'm from Birmingham, grew up in Birmingham, uh, went to Sanford University in Birmingham. And then I moved to Nashville, the Nashville area about two and a half years ago. And I had never, I mean, going to college, obviously you have to meet new friends, but you still have that same support. You know, it's, it's different when you're just totally new. And I knew like two people in Nashville and I had Mm -hmm. never had to be so vulnerable and be like, oh my gosh, I really have to put myself out there and be intentional about finding community. And it's hard. Like it, it, does not just unless people just show up at your door it does not yeah happen like that um yeah and it's because of what you just said like okay so we're gonna have a little coaching moment right yes you know okay. i love you bring it on but it's because of what you just said right what you just said is unless someone comes to your door so that's the mantra of everyone but what about you why can't you put yourself out there? Like why not you personally, Rachel, but that's sure. the mindset, right? Is that that's what happened. And no one wants to look at it. Like I'm going to say, and a lot of people are going to get their feelings hurt. And let's just say, just stay with me. Okay. Okay. You'll maybe we'll talk about something in a minute that you'll love. So don't turn her <laughs> podcast off, but you are responsible for you and Mm. you move to this new place and you want new friends and you want community. They already have community. So get engaged so that you can then be a part of it. And then when the next person comes, you may feel the same way or you will know how they feel and then you'll do the extra step. But if no one's doing that for you, don't just automatically think that they are bad people or they don't want community or uh, how am I ever going to fit in? You make a way. You move to a new neighborhood and you see tons of people that look like they would be your friends, but they're not churning out. Then you do coffee at your house. Don't clean up. Just invite them over for coffee. Mm -hmm. Don't be fancy. It's just coffee. Make them bring their own creamer even. Like, <laughs> don't even, you know what I mean? Right, It doesn't right. have to be Work anything with what you major. have. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, that is, yeah. that is so true. And something I had to learn, too, is that it doesn't, you may try that and be really intentional and have, you know, do everything right, but it may not work. Like, that may not be your best friend. You know, you have to, it takes time and you have to try a couple yeah. times to find the right, you know, group and the right person and you can't get discouraged if you do something and you're like, well, that didn't, that wasn't really successful, you know? Yeah. That just means that that wasn't your person. Right. But it doesn't mean that your people aren't out there. Like it doesn't mean that God has decided that this is going to be a season where you're alone. Oh my gosh, stop it. It's not, it doesn't mean that. You know what I mean? Yes. And I've talked about this with, um, even with friends about our parents like coming into a new stage where you know kids are out of the house or you're just you know it it doesn't stop with just being a young adult moving to a new place it it doesn't stop in 
you know, high school, moving to a new school, it's like this affects everyone no matter what age you are. Yeah. We think we we figured out how to make friends, but it's, it, it's, you oh, have to be intentional. Adult friendship is, I mean, it is hard. Yeah. It is so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But, th- but it's also refreshing in a way to know that you, it's not just you, you know, just cause you're having trouble making friends as an adult. That doesn't mean you're weird. Everyone does it, you know, and yeah. it's, there's hope out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is, that's, that's so important. Okay. So I put on social media that I was going to be talking with you or with a business and life coach and somebody submitted a question, which I thought was great. She said, what keeps you grounded throughout the day? And I love that because I feel like I can start the day with the best intentions and then things go haywire. And so how do you stay grounded as the day is going on? Um, I, so I always try to think of my first response. So my first response to that is my to-do list. Mm -hmm. So for me, I, this is how I operate. This is how I help my clients to be more productive and grounded in their day is a to-do list. So while I walk you through my morning, so I get up at five, goodness gracious, I wish I could not have to get up at five. (laughs) Yikes. That's a whole nother thing. But I get up at five. I used to get up at six, but I get up at five now to have a full hour before anybody else gets up. Mm, Yeah. So in that hour, I do um, the treadmill because it's cold now. Yes. And um, and I do 30 minutes cardio running and then I do um, 30 minutes prayer. And then I go and I do the kids and they are all gone by 6.55. And once they're gone, um, then I get myself ready for my day and I go down to my office and I write out my to-do list. Mm. And and I stay pretty firm in that to-do list. And then after I do my to-do list, then I work um, on how can I generate business? Um, so maybe that may be, maybe I do some marketing that day, whatever it is, it's a way I do something to figure out how to gain new clients. If I'm in a season where I can take new clients. Okay. Right. Um, then I do that. I don't, I tell you all of this because I know you don't care about my day, but I tell you all of this to tell you that I do not check email until 1130. <gasps> oh, you're kidding. <laughs> that oh man that's that's hard <laughs> so to the person that asked that question i am probably like 75 mm, percent sure you are not staying grounded in your day because you're staying in email and social media those mm. two things so those two things what they do is they pick you up and they place you in someone else's day so if rachel sends me an email I've picked myself up and I've walked to her office and now I'm sitting there and we're talking about this email, right? Because that's what I'm doing. She's talking. That's me reading her words. Right. And then now I'm talking because I'm responding. And oh my goodness, if before I finish that, all of my emails, Rachel responds back, right? So that is why I don't do email. Um, I do email twice a day. And I work really hard to get my clients into the habit of doing email twice a day. We are in a microwave society. 
What is it? What That's that what mean? we live in. And mm-hmm. so what that means is we have become um, instant. Everything is instant, uh, right? Yes. You can put something in the microwave um, and it's done in two minutes, which normally, you know, chicken nuggets in the microwave for my kids are done in five minutes, which if you put them in the oven, like if you read the bag uh-huh. and you put it in the oven, it says 11 to 15 minutes, right? So you cut down that time. And that's where we live. People want us to call them back fast. They want us to text them back instant. They want an email back instantly. They want to see a like when they post something on social media, they want to get a comment. And so it filters in all areas of our life and it makes us believe that we have to be instant. Yes. And we have to do it fast. And so on the business side, what that does is that says, oh my gosh, if I don't answer Rachel back, she's going to find somebody else. I'm going to lose that business. And well, I'm just like, well, I'm just going to lose it because that's not reality. And I'm not a hamster on a wheel. (laughs) If you have systems and processes in place and give a great level of service and are consistently giving value to your clients, that's what's not making them go anywhere. Not the fact that you came back in two seconds and answered their email. Right. So to her, to him or her who asked the question, you stay grounded by having a to-do list, working from that, prioritizing your day, sticking to your calendar and staying out of email. Yes. That's, that is just makes all the sense in the world because when you're, by doing that, you claim your day. It's like you said, it's not someone else's day. You're not automatically sucked into other problems, other situations. And, um, I mean, I, you're, you're going to shake your head at me because I know this is not good, but sometimes I'll, you know, just check email to see what's up right before I go to bed. And that's a terrible idea. Like mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. you know, cause then it's so here's relaxing. the thing about you saying that. Yeah. Here's what's so funny about you saying that, you know, that that's bad. I do. I do. <laughs> You're right. (laughs) I know it. And, um, you know, I did. I was proud of myself for this because my family recently went on a trip to New York City. Um, We were so excited. We had never been. And for those couple of days, I decided I was like, I am not going to check work email because, I mean, I've, I've taken off. This is my vacation. I, you know, set everything up beforehand so that, you know, I sent emails to who I needed to. They knew what was going on. And I thought, if somebody really needs me, they'll text mm-hmm. me like they know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard. But then at the end of the week, I, you know, when we got back home, I opened the email. I had, you know, hundreds of emails. And as I was looking through, I thought, I'm so glad that I did that because I know I would have been sucked back into things. But in reality, the world went on like they were OK. No one died. Nothing burned down. And it's okay that I put those boundaries up. It was yeah. a good thing. So you're right, man. Do you, do you find that a lot that clients really deep down know the right thing? Like they know what's best, but for some reason it's just hard to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, here's what I say all the time. Coaching is just high level accountability. Ooh, you yeah. know, you know, but it, you need someone to hold you accountable to not do the thing. Right. Right. So that's really it. Now coaching is as well. It's also processing, you know, that's what we talked about before. Yes. 
And so it is there to help you process and do those things. But all in all, it's high level accountability. And that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to do. Because I want to say to you, Rachel, why are you checking email at night? Like, what can you do if they email you back? And here's the thing. One of the things that I said that will help clients stay with you is if you have good systems and processes and are constantly giving your clients great value and customer service. And so the misconception is that people believe that they can do that and they are doing that with their clients if they're open all the time. Mm, Right. Listen, everybody is eating the holy chicken of Chick-fil-A and they are closed (laughs) on Sunday. Yes. Because that fits into their standards and values. And so when you are open all the time, what is your standard and what is your value? And when you're answering emails at nine o'clock and then mad, Two weeks later, when you're busy and the client texts you back at 10 and the client is now mad that you didn't email or text them back. And you're like, wait, why are you mad? It's after business hours. Oh, oh, now you have. Oh, now you have standards. Right. <laughs> oh, 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 wait, you confuse them. You sent mixed signals. Yes. And so don't get me wrong. There are times when I may think of something and want to email it and want to send it. And so I do. I put it, I email it, get all those words, whatever that is, because I don't want to lose it. And I put it in my drafts to be sent the next morning. Yes. Hey guys, I wanted to take a second to pop into the middle of the podcast to tell you about a sponsor of the show. Just kidding. LOL. I do not have sponsors yet. I wish. And listen, LaCroix people, if you're listening, please reach out. Let's talk. So no sponsors here, but I do have a small request. If you are enjoying the podcast and you want to support me and the work that I'm doing, you can do one of three things. First of all, subscribe to the podcast. You do that by hitting the subscribe button next to the show name. Secondly, you can give the podcast a rating, preferably five stars if that's what you're feeling. And you can also write a little blurb about why you like the podcast. It can even be as simple as great or fun show. Really easy. And lastly, this is probably most important. As you're listening, if you think of someone, a friend, a coworker, your cousin, who might enjoy the topic we're discussing, just share the episode with them. Shoot them a text and say, hey, thought you might like this. That can really mean more than anything. Thank you guys for listening. Your support means so much. Now back to the show with Retha. I've been trying really hard to... um, I use air quotes Sabbath once a week uh, because (laughs) I feel like I'm not I'm not fully there. But in my mind, that means taking one day, like a 24 hour period out of a week where I am resting and, you know, spending time in the word, spending time in prayer, which I was looking over my journal, you know, just sort of flipping back through the last few months. And I feel like every journal entry started with, hey, God. I'm so glad I have time with you. I love it when I spend time with you. I need mm-hmm. to spend more time with you. And mm-hmm. it just, I'm like, well, goodness, can I, can I learn something from what I'm consistently saying? But taking that time to have extended time in prayer and his word and just relaxing, like physically allowing your body to rest, that is, has been key. And I'm, I'm learning. I'm still not, you know, perfect, practicing it perfectly by any means, but it's been really it's been really good to set those boundaries. 
So yeah, I think if you if you hear what Rachel said and you think that I really need to do that, here's how you start. Write down the top five ways that you find rest. Mm. And it's not sleep and it's not scrolling social media. So if you wrote those two down, you raise them. <laughs> but write down the top five things. And if you don't have five, maybe you have three. You gotta at least have three though. Things that bring you rest. And when you are looking for something to do on your Sabbath and your habit is to work or your habit is to be busy, go to that list. Because a lot of times we don't know, we don't rest because we don't know how to rest. And so that's a part um, of my life part that I go through with my clients is I ask them um, when they first start with me for that list and I keep it and they keep it. And then um, and I also ask them, what's going to be your Sabbath? Um, you do? What, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I ask them what's going to be their Sabbath because some of them are in industries where weekends are, are um, uh, high volume time. Sure. Sure. And so I get that. Um, but because our society is not set up that way for everyone, then you will miss a Sabbath if you don't pay attention. And so I high level accountability. I want you to pay attention. So I say, what is your Sabbath? And so for some people it's Wednesday and for some it's Sunday, for some it's Friday. Um, and it doesn't matter to me, but on that day, you know, you should be resting. Yes. And because, um, we live in a time where social media is a big deal, I pay attention. And if I see my client working, you know, in their story (laughs) or something like that, you're watching, (laughs) I'm watching and I send a message and I'm like, oh, wait, I thought this was your Sabbath. So then that means that tomorrow's going to be your Sabbath. Um, and and so we, I, I push and stretch you a lot to really do that, because here's the thing. Um, and I say this a lot and people who know me know that I say this. <laughs> Life is not this isn't a dress rehearsal. This isn't like we're dressing up every day and practicing because in the back, you know, if Rita doesn't do good, Debbie's her second and she's going to come in. Nope. (laughs) Nope. This is it. This is it. And so you must do this well and doing it well is not, you know, ruining your life or killing yourself, trying to work and be all that you can be. Because my question to you is going to be, What does it net you to do that? Why do you feel that you need to do that 24-7? Why do you feel that you need to do that 12 hours a day? What are you learning? How are you growing? How is that getting you closer to God? Yeah. How is that working for you? And so, you know, again, everybody doesn't have to journal. Everybody doesn't have to get their blanket and their coffee and candle Mm -hmm. and sit it down and spend time with God that way. He He knows how you do it and he just wants more of it. And so if you can tell me that you're giving him more than enough, I didn't say enough, more than enough. Yeah. And you can still do your job effectively, then great. Because at the end of the day, here's what you want. And you don't say it. And maybe you do say it is, oh, my gosh, God, I just want to go to the next level. God, please bless me. And it's like, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. Bless you to keep doing this. No, we're not doing that. I'm not going to, you can't handle this level, Sarah. So why am I going to take you to another level? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. That's, that's so true. And 
what I one thing I I just love about your platform and your message is you you don't pretend like you can have that balanced fulfilled life without God without faith and um and I think one one thing that I always strive to do on my podcast and on my blog is I want to welcome people wherever they are on that journey because we're all yeah. we're all struggling right we're all seeking and learning but um to let people know like you can seek God right now where you are and and that's important like that don't miss that because if you miss that all this other stuff is going to it's not going to be truly fulfilling if you yeah. don't have that first. And I know you've um, shared your story. I've listened to your episode of Jamie Ivey's podcast, which is just beautiful. And I'll link to that um, in the show notes. But can you talk about the difference in, because you did kind of have the good life, but without having God first. And what, how, how is that so, so important to living what we're made the life we're made to live. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I say before and what Rachel is talking about is when I say that I live the good life, no Jesus. And by that, I mean, you know, I had material things coming out of my ears. I mean, I had everything I wanted. My house um, was very nice. And I had um, probably, we owned about five cars and we had a nanny and we had a housekeeper and a chef and we had all the things um, and we had great careers as well, right? But that's how we were able to afford all the nice things. And we took trips for the moment whenever we wanted. And um, and so we had all of that. Um, but we also didn't have a lot of peace. Um, and we didn't have um, a lot of joy. We had fun, not joy. There's a difference. Ooh, um, yeah. That's true. So, a lot of people, yeah. we equate that to the same thing, fun and joy. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. not. Joy is long lasting. Joy is there in the midst of um, trials and trauma. And joy is a heartfelt thing. Fun is I had fun bowling. I had fun with my girlfriends today at the mall or over lunch, or I had fun at that party. That's different. Yeah. Um, and so um, I didn't have that. And um, I had a foundation of Christ, um, so I knew um, who he was and all of that. But I didn't um, – I knew him through other people's eyes and through the church, um, not for myself. And so um, as we began to walk through a very traumatic season with a lot of hospital visits that ended up um, where we ended up, which was um, him in a coma – for a year, nine months and uh, me dealing with that while being pregnant and um, him eventually passing. Um, when I began to walk through that, I saw how um, that doesn't necessarily equate to that life of full of worldly things does not equate to joy and happiness and in, in long term. And what I also learned was it also didn't mean that the trauma was from the enemy and that um, I, I learned that, right? I learned that God did that for me um, and that's how he saved me. And everybody doesn't have to be saved through trauma, but, you know, control freak type A, Retha did, 
because um, he knew me and he knew that he had to sit me totally down um, in order to get my attention because I did really well and I worked really hard and um, and I did have a lot of fun and um, I didn't seek him and I didn't pay attention to him. And so I was living a life as if he didn't exist. Right. Or that I didn't need to know him until maybe, you know, my 40s or 50s when I wanted to sit down and, you know, get it all together, get it all together. Yeah. What was. Tell us about the I just I love the how God seeks after us. And even when we think we know or we think we're fine, like he does not give up. Um what was it like in that period of time where you were in that transition, you were sort of starting to wake up to who God was and discovering him? Um, was it was it hard in realizing that there's a lot that, you know, that needed to be changed? Or was it a like almost a relief that you were finding what was what was true and what was real? Um, I think it was. It, it was, I, I don't think it was hard. Um, it was very refreshing um, because one of the things that, you know, the, the mentality of I'm, you know, get it together when I get older um, is that you have to actually get it together. Mm. <laughs> so um, it was very refreshing in that um, I just thought, well, you must, like, if you're seeking me now, then you must be okay with how I am, right? Yes. So if you're seeking me now, then you're okay with who I am because, I mean, like, I'm it's messy. only going <laughs> to get worse from here <laughs> based right. on the trauma that you're bringing. So you must be pretty okay with me being a mess. Mm-hmm. So if you're okay with me being a mess, then, all right, let's buckle up and do this because it's only going to get worse because now I have questions and um, and I'm not going to pretty up my questions either because you did this. You did this to my life and to me. And so I know that if you did this, there's a reason. So let's go. Yes. Let's get it. Let's yes. get after it. And so I got after it because I had questions. And so it wasn't hard. It was, oh, okay, you're okay with this. You're okay with me being a mess. You're okay with this. So yes. tell me more. I, I love that, the fact that we can come to God however we are and that he will hold up, like no matter how much we don't understand, no matter how, you know, how many questions we have or how many things we are to work through, like he can handle it, you know? Yeah. He can hold it. And so we don't have to be afraid of, I don't know, I'm I'm very much a, I'm of the mindset of like figure it out, work it out on my own, whether that's in, you know, life, work, whatever. I think, oh, I'm the one who can just figure it out. And that's something God has been teaching me is I can come to him and say, can you help me figure this out? Or can you just show me who you are, even if it never does make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we get the answers, we get the explanations, and then sometimes we don't. But he's still God, you know? And he's still good. Yeah. So. And he's still good, right? Yes. So that's the thing is that I believe that that is what, um, I, I don't know. I just believe that that's what he wants. I believe we try really hard to 
um, pretty it up for him. And it's like, well, you know, he's creating the mess, so he must be okay with you being a mess. So get with him while you're messy. Yes. Don't try to, you know, wipe your face and brush your teeth and brush your hair and then, you know, go to him. No, I am coming to you a blubbering mess. And I'm asking you why. I'm asking you what happened? How did it come to this? And I'm also saying, but you know what? I really thank you for saving me because that's why you did this. It was to save me. And no, I don't understand it now. And no, it's not the way that I wanted it. But I'm sure that you tried a million other times and I didn't listen. Why am I sure of that? Because I know who I am. I think a lot of times we try to we try to forget who we are when we are asking the why question, right? Like, I'm not going to forget who I am. I am, I got to always be in control and mm -hmm. I'm a planner and I'm a scheduler and I'm not spontaneous. And so I'm sure it didn't fit in my plan when you, you know, gave me a wink or a whisper and um, I didn't listen. And so you set it up this way because the whole thing, the trauma that happened in my life was a whole setup. I mean, I met him on eHarmony. I moved to a city where I had no family, no friends, just far enough um, from my friends and family, but, you know, far, not too close, not too far. Yeah. And, um, and then trauma hit. We bought a house in a new construction neighborhood, the um, last house on a street. And so nothing around us, like, that's total seclusion on purpose. Mm. You know, so right. I think sometimes it happens in our life so much that we forget. We put on a face with our friends. We put on a face with our family. And then we try to, when going through something, put that same face on with God. And he's like, oh, you're so cute. I'll wait. <laughs> I'll just, I'll wait until you're ready to be real. And when you get real with yourself and, and take onus for it as well, like I took onus and I was like, so, yeah, I know you probably tried to tell me before and I didn't listen, but hey, look, got my attention now. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's great. Um, I'm trying to, trying to read through the Bible in a year this, this year. Um, my parents got it for me. They got me a one year chronological Bible and, um, I, I was thinking, you know, I'm, I'm too busy for this. And then I thought, Okay, what what December am I not going to think? I'm really busy this year. So anyway, all this to say, I've started reading and it just reminds me of everyone in the Bible, like the heroes in the Bible are really messy. Like they all have yeah. messy parts to them. And mm -hmm. when we look at the full story, it's it's like we're we're human, you know. We we are yeah. all like this and so but but God still pursues us and he wants to use us in his overall story, which is just amazing. It's very humbling. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. And as we're sort of rounding out this conversation, I wanted to ask you just a few questions about who you're listening to, what you're enjoying right now. So first of all, what book are you reading right now that, or, you know, within the past couple months that has helped you as far as life, business, you know, structure, what has been a helpful book for you? So um, right now, um, I am reading um, Atomic Habits by um, James Clear. Ooh, yes. Okay, I've heard of this. Have not read it, though. 
It's really good. And I'm not, let me, let's just say this. I'm not reading it. I am listening to it on Audible. Okay, that's okay. Um, <laughs> but I'm really big about, um, and, and I just did that because I thought it would be a um, tough book to actually read. So I'm listening to it on Audible. But all of my clients, it's so good that um, when we came back in January, I, um, it's required reading. All of my clients must have that done by Q1. Oh, wow. Okay. It's really good. It's really, really good. And so they can um, listen to it on Audible or read it. Um, that matters to me. So it's really good. Now, the last book that I finished, um, um, that I read, was Love and Respect by um, Dr. Emerson Egrich. And... Um, it's a couple's book. It's the respect he desperately needs, the love she most desires. Mm. It's phenomenal. Oh, wow. It's really good. That's a really good book. It really um, tells you um, how men and women are different. And, and like, it, that's not a newsflash, okay? So <laughs> I'm not crazy people. But that book explains it in such a way that you're like, that's really interesting. That's why that happens. Right. So, um, it's, it's really good. That's a great book. Awesome. So that's what I, that's what I just finished. And then that's what I'm currently reading. Okay. That's great. And then what podcast do you enjoy, enjoy listening to if you listen to podcasts? Um, well, I listen to tons of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) They're um, so fun. I know I have one, so, so that's kind of cheating. But I really do. I love listening to them. Um, I do. I love listening to podcasts. So um, we'll do it like I do everything, personal and business. So um, for business, um, I listen to the Tom Ferry podcast, um, the Brendan Show, mm-hmm. um, Amy Porterfield, yes. and um, Shantae Grant. Uh, okay. the business life and joy podcast. And those are all business. And I listen to all of those um, for personal. Um, I listen to mama's on the move and um, the podcast. And I am oh, a best friend of the show. You're a best friend of the show. <laughs> I'm a best friend of the show. So I listen to everything they do. So that is um, the regular one that comes on Wednesdays. And then the friend of the show. Yes, that they do. They are fantastic. Um, this is for anybody who doesn't know the podcast with Knox and Jamie. They're what is their phrase? Committed to let's see, educating you on the things that do not matter but are entertaining. Something yes, like that. Yes, yes, that are entertaining but do not matter. There we yeah. go. Yes, entertaining but do not matter. But they are so funny. They just talk about anything and everything. And um, oh, they're great. I I should become a best friend of the show because I love them. Um, but um. Yeah, I'm cheap. People know this who've been listening to the <laughs> podcast. So, <laughs> but I should, I should invest in in that because I really do enjoy them. They're great. It's so really good. Invest yeah. in that and invest in myself and not think I have to do every single thing for the business. Right, Rita? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that you felt that way. So yes, yes, yeah. you've got to get out of that mentality. It holds you back. It really does. That's true. Well, and what I've tried to do is with with writing, I've I have tried to reinvest like what I make through this, you know, 
writing, speaking, podcasting world into myself. So, you know, whether that's through equipment or a platform or paying for a website, you know, so I'm getting there. Um, but I definitely need to do that more because I'm, I'm definitely of the mindset of like, oh, grit your teeth. I can do it all, you know, which is not, not true. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It just it doesn't make you as effective as you think that you are. So you think you're really effective by doing all the things. But, you know, how much more could you be doing in your gifting? Right. Right. Yes. In what you're really gifted to do um, and not, you know, try to do all the things that you're not gifted at. The things that you're not gifted at take you far longer than they take the person who's gifted in that area. That's true. That's very true. Yes, and I will. That'll be one of my 2020 goals to think about how I can practically do that more and, um, you know, maximize time for the things that really matter. That's so true. Yeah. So, okay. And then last question is if people are listening to this, um, and I have a lot of Birmingham friends being from Birmingham and you're in Birmingham, or if they're in Nashville, wherever, and they think they might want to get in touch with you for business coaching, life coaching, or speaking. I know you're a speaker too. Um, what is the best way to do that? So, um, I, do you do show notes? Yes, I do. Okay. And I will put so, whatever you want in them. <laughs> okay. So I'm at Reetha Nicole on all socials. Um, uh, Aretha and then Nicole is with an H N I C H O L E. Um, so you definitely can do that. Um, we, uh, check the DMS, um, that people send, um, they can definitely go to the website, which is just RethaNicole.com. Um, there is a link on there for them to schedule a consultations. Consultations are 15 to 20 minutes and they are totally free. Um, and they can schedule a consultation. Um, if they would like for me to speak, I do speak on business and um, on life. And I do, um, on the life start, I do speak about faith during the hard times. I think that that's my jam. That's what I love to tell yes. people because I think that people um, really think two things. They either think, one, all the hard times are coming from the enemy and they did something wrong, or two, that... Um, they will never come out of it. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I really want to help people know that both of those could be false. And so if we seek God, then we can find out the truth behind the trauma that we're going through. And then, you know, I want to give you peace, um, and show you how to obtain that. So, um, all of that is on the website. Um, I love Instagram, I try to really engage on there. Um, but, you know, whatever social media, someone will check it and get me the message. Perfect. Okay. We will link to all of that um, for our friends. So, and again, thank you for coming on. This has been so fun. I feel very inspired and um, practically inspired to do <laughs> make real changes. So um, I know the listeners will as well. So thank Great. you, Retha. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Wow. Who is ready to go conquer their goals for 2020? Because I think I am. Thank you, Retha. That was fantastic. As we said, I'm going to put all of the links to Retha's website and her socials in the show notes. Please reach out to her if you think she could help with business or life coaching, or if you would like to have her as a speaker at your event. That's it for episode 14. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.